the thief comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundant life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afwakwa. Pastor Afwakwa is the founder and general overseer of Embassy of Life Chapel, a thriving ministry headquartered in Kumasi with a network of churches in Kumasi and Accra, Ghana. God has commissioned him to train believers through the teaching of the good news of the kingdom to know God better, live life better, and impact the world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Come with me to the book of Matthew chapter 16, verse 15 to 20. Matthew chapter 16, verse 15 to 20. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ. Somebody say, you are the Christ. Say, you are the Christ. The son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to them, blessed are you, Simon Bajona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say to you that you are Peter. And on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of a kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you lose on earth will be loose in heaven. Then he commanded the disciples they should tell no one that he was Jesus the Christ. Verse 18, and he, I say, I also say to you, you are Peter. And on this rock, somebody say, on this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. All right, I will build my church. Last week, I began a series on understanding the local church and your role in it. Understanding, somebody say, understanding, understanding. the local church and your role in it. Praise the Lord. One of the things you need to understand is that when you get born again, the moment you get to Christ, after you have encountered Christ, the next thing you are likely to encounter is the church. When Jesus got, Peter got the revelation of what Christ or who Christ was, immediately Jesus spoke to him about the church. In a genuine encounter with God that does not bring you into fellowship with the church is fake. In a genuine encounter with God. Anytime a man genuinely encounters God, he wants to have fellowship with others who have encountered God. That's how it is. In the, that's why nobody can be a Christian in isolation. The drama you saw is exists in the imagination of people who don't understand what Christianity is all about. Praise God. You can be a Christian in your house. You can't be a Christian and not belong to a local body of believers. No, you are fake. Genuine Christians always come in fellowship. And that's what we are seeking to understand. You need to understand, sometimes we reach out to people and then we share the gospel with them and we invite them to church and they say, I believe in Christ, I don't believe in church. You are fake. You can't believe in Christ and not believe the church. Most of the time, out of the pains and the wounds and the disappointment people experience sometimes in church life, they, they come up with theories that have no re relevant basis in scripture. 
when you are when you come into fellowship with Christ, the next important place to be in fellowship is the church. Somebody say the church. There are some things that are not the standard. And you as a Christian, you should know which ones are standard and things that are occasional. Praise God. Like for instance, somebody said, okay, what of the thief that was on the cross, which church did he belong? How many thieves have been in the cross since? How many thieves have been in the cross since? Praise the Lord. Yeah. Are you a thief on the cross? You see, that, that, that Satan sows seeds that confuses people and makes them lose out on their destiny. Praise God. You have The Bible says you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Your ability to be able to appreciate the truth of God. Many people come to church, they can't appreciate truth. When truth is shared, their pride will resist it. Their pride resists it. Because they are not ready to change they begin to oppose the truth. Praise God. But you see, until you are confronted with the truth and you embrace the truth and you work with the truth, you are not a Christian. Praise God. A Christian does not live his own thoughts. He does not live after the imaginations of a world. He lives after the details of Christ. The Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You can be in church and not be transformed. You can be in church and not be transformed because you have not allowed your mind to be renewed. Your same old mind is the mind you carry to church. The mind you brought to church is the mind you are living in church with. You are not a Christian. A Christian has a new mind. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. That's how Christians live. Christians adopt a new mindset. Somebody say a new mindset. All of us are raised with mindsets. All of us are raised with mindset that things our fathers, our parents told us when we were growing up. And we have, we have grown up with those mindsets. Elwes have a certain mindset. Asantis have a certain mindset. Frafres have a certain mindset. Dagombes have a certain mindset. And any one of these mindsets can be ruling and reigning in your life. And you think you are a Christian. You are not. A Christian is no one in church. The one who has the mind of Christ is a Christian. Praise God. And that's why we constantly have to be exposed to the word of God. Constant exposure to the word of God. Because that's the only way our mind is transformed. Praise God. Constant exposure. Constant exposure. Allowing the word of God to form your mindset. Jesus said, I will build my church. Somebody say, I will build my church. Your experience, your negative experience in a church before should not be what defines your knowledge of the church. Sometimes we, we are in a certain church and things are done in a particular way. Leadership, failure and all of that it gives us a certain impression about how church is run. So when we even come into another church, we are still programmed to think about church in the same way. Praise God. Every experience you go through in life, the believer interprets the experience through the lenses of scripture. Somebody say the lenses of scripture. Every experience you go through, every experience you go through, every experience you go through. If you can't have basis for that experience in scripture, forget it. There is nothing worth holding on to if he has no foundation in scripture. Praise God. Yeah. You don't have to hold on to it. 
No matter how it hurts your feelings, no matter how disappointed you may feel in it, once it has no basis in scripture, it is not supposed to govern your life. Praise God. Last week, I walked you through 10 great truths every Christian must know about the church. Every Christian must know about the church. 10 great truths. Now, we said the church belongs to God. Somebody said the church belongs to God. And then we said the church is a people and not a physical building. The church is a people. 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 It's a people and not a physical building. Do we need a building? Yes, we do. But the church is a people. That is where the people go to fellowship. That is where the people gather. That's where the people receive instruction. That is a church. The church is a people. Number Commitment to a local body of believers is a must for every believer. Somebody say commitment to a local body of believers. Yeah, you have to be committed to a group of believers. Your commitment to them is what identifies you as a Christian. A believer must be identified with a body of believers. You may have been disappointed in the church. You must still find a group of believers and join them. Somebody say join them. Yeah. Join them. Join them. Join them. Number three, we said nothing on earth is as important to God as a church. Somebody say the church is the most important thing to God. Yeah. We need to know it in this age where we are selfishly pursuing the things that advances our physical course in life. We always have to remind ourselves that the church is the most important thing to God. The church is the most important thing to God. There is nothing your career is not. Your family life is not. The church is the most important thing to God. And to the extent that your career advances the course of Christ, through the church, it becomes important to God. Praise God. Yeah. You have to know it. That is what is important to God. That's what Christ died for. Christ did not die so that you become, uh, what do you call it, whatever you want to become. Praise God. Yeah, he died, the Bible said, for you are bought with the price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. That's, that's who, that is the primary motive. You have to get it. There are a lot of motivations people have and it, help, it doesn't help them to live a fulfilled life. And you must get these things in your mind and in your spirit. That's the most important. Somebody says the most important. The church represents God's family on earth. We talked about that. The church is not perfect. Somebody say the church is not perfect. Yeah, the church is not perfect. I meet people all the time who feel hurt and wounded. And you'll be hurt today. You'll be hurt tomorrow. You'll be hurt the next. Because you are dealing with people who are imperfect like you. Most of the people who have a lot of imperfections in their lives are also the people who hardly are able to stand the imperfections of others. It's very, very sad. Very sad. They have a lot of issues. If they will be very objective and analyze their lives, they will see that they have too many weaknesses to talk about other people's weakness. Praise God. But that's how it is. When you take your eyes off yourself, you see the faults in every other person. But when you begin to look at yourself and look at yourself in a very honest way, you see that you are not all okay. Praise God. Praise God. So allow God to work on others. God is working on all of us. A lot of people feel that character is formed in isolation. Nobody forms solid character in isolation. 
Character, 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 character. When you get in the midst of people and they begin to give you feedback, that is when your character is manifesting. The reason why sometimes people will rather stand in isolation. When you are all by yourself, you can easily deceive yourself and think that you are holy. Mingle with people and you will see that you too, you have a, a challenge. Praise God. It's always easy to be able to live a holy life where you are in a bush somewhere as a monk because no, uh, no human being is there to provoke you. No human being is there to step on your toes. But be in the midst of people. That's where. That's why holiness cannot be seen in isolation. The reason why you are planted in church is because God wants to polish you. Somebody say polish you. Polish. Yeah, polish you. Polish you. Polish you. And some of us, we, in fact, the weaknesses we have, they are the same things that we allow to keep us away from fellowship, intimate fellowship. Because you know you have a temper problem, you don't want to join the choir so that somebody will provoke you. But that's why you need to join the choir so that when you are provoked, you discipline yourself and you deal with that problem. Why are you running away from your shadow? Praise God. That's who you are. That's a weakness. And it will continue to it will follow you to a place you will never like. Praise God. It will follow you if you don't deal with it. It will follow you. And you see, the church is a place. That's why we need to understand the church in a very positive way. When you see my weakness, yours is not to blow it up. Yours is to help me deal with it so that together we become a better family. We become a stronger family. That's what church is about. That's what church is about. So you shouldn't be shy when your weakness is, uh, is known by other people. There are people who are in church and they are so artificial. So artificial. When people speak, when you get to hear about them from their workplace, you are surprised whether they are the same people in your church. Because when they come, they present a best version of themselves. I don't like artificial people at all. Yesterday, when I was preaching the wedding in Accra, I spoke about be angry. That was what I talked about. Turn to your neighbor and say, be angry. Yeah. Most of the time, when a young couple, uh, uh, a couple comes to my office and say they, are, they want to marry, ask yourself, have you been angry before with yourselves before? Because if you are not, you are fake. Yeah. You are fake. You are fake. Praise the Lord. Yeah. When you come to church and pastor is here and he's angry, you get surprised. Because you are fake. You act as if you don't get angry. Number two, so number six, we said the church is not perfect. Somebody said the church is not perfect. The church is not perfect. The church is not perfect. So don't expect a perfect church. Praise God. Don't expect. The reason why we keep on teaching and teaching is so that our lives will become better and better and better. The Bible said, be ye transformed by the renewing, 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 renewing. Some of you, you came to this church, were so unforgiving. When somebody offended you, it will take weeks. And by the grace of God, over time, as you open yourself up to the word of God and you began to work with the word of God, now it has come to days. It used to be weeks, but now after three days, you can forget and talk about the person. Yeah, And that is significant improvement. That is very, very significant improvement. With time, it will be under 24 hours. And with time, even as the person is doing it, you are letting it go. That's a Christian. That's, that's, that's what the church does. 
and a lot of people are not honest. You are not honest with your own transformation, so you expect quick transformation from other people. Look at your life very well. If you look at your life very well, you see that you have come far. You still have very far distance to go. That's what God is doing. The church is a work in progress. Somebody says it's a work in progress. God is building his church and none of us is comfortable at a building site. When you go to a building site, it doesn't look nice. How many of us like what we see when we go to a building site? You don't, you don't appreciate what you see. The Bible says in the book of uh, Ephesians 2 verse 21, he said, in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you, are, you two are being built up. Somebody say being built up. So the, the construction is still on. Somebody see the construction is still on. Yeah. That's, that's what the church is. Number three, we said the church, number, sorry, seven, we said the church represents God's workforce on the earth. Somebody say God's workforce on the earth. The church is the visible body of Christ on the earth. God always reward greatly those who advance the cause of the church. And God will always protect and defend the interest of his church. Today, we want to be able to look at, we said, understanding the church and your role in it. Somebody say, understanding the church and my role in it. Say, I have a role in the church and I will fulfill it. Yeah. Understanding the church and your role in it. To be able to do that, that, the scriptures give us several biblical images of the church in the New Testament. We have, among them, we have the church as a body. Somebody say, the church is a body. Okay, and the church is a body as a body. Christ is the head. Every picture we have of the church, Jesus has a role to play in it. The church is a body and Christ is the head. We are told God has placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head of everything for the church, which is his body. Ephesians 1.23, to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him fills everything in every way. Somebody say the church is his body. Again, we have a picture of the church as a building. The church is a building. Christ is the chief cornerstone. Or he's a builder. He's the chief cornerstone. He's a builder. Christ is a If you talk about the church as a building, Christ is the chief cornerstone. Or he's a builder. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Ephesians 2 verse 19 to 22 Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Built. I thought, let it go down a bit. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. Somebody say, Christ is the chief cornerstone. Okay, so when we talk about the church as a building, Christ is the chief cornerstone. We have the church as a bride. Somebody say church is a bride. And Christ becomes a bridegroom. Submit yourselves one to another out of reverence for God. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. His body which, of which he is the savior. So the church is the body of Christ. Somebody say it's the body of Christ. Okay, so Christ is the bridegroom. Now we have the church as a flock. Somebody say the church is a flock. Say the church is a flock. 
Christ is the chief shepherd. The church is a flock. Christ is the chief shepherd. The church is a flock. Christ is the chief shepherd. Acts chapter 20 verse 28. He said, keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God which he bought with his own blood. Come to 1 Peter 5 verse 2 to 4. 1 Peter 5 verse 2 to 4. Be shepherds. Look at that. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. Watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be, not pursuing this honest gain, but eager to serve. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. When the chief shepherd, somebody say the chief shepherd. When the chief shepherd appears, you shall receive the crown of glory that will not fade away. Praise the Lord. So the church is a flock. And then of course the church is a family. Christ is a DNA. The church is a family. Somebody say the church is a family. Christ is the DNA. The church is a family. Christ is the DNA. Alright. We have one father. And Christ is a DNA. Anybody that has Christ is part of a church. So you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus or through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted and it gave him great pleasure. So we became part of the church through Christ. Somebody say, I'm part of the church through Christ. Today, we want to focus on the church as a body. Somebody say the church is a body. And I want to encourage you to make notes. Make notes. Encourage. I want to encourage you to make notes. What we do here is to teach the word of God. And those who care about their lives and want to see transformation, they are the ones who take notes because they want to do further studies. Okay, so the church is a body. Somebody say the church is a body. Now, let's look at what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 to 31. The human body has many parts. Okay? The human body has many, many, many parts. Solo, please come. The human body has many parts. This is a human being. It doesn't mean I'm not. Solo is a human being. And Solo has many parts. What are some of the parts you can see? We have his head, we have his ears, we have his nose, we have his hands, we have his waist, we have his leg, we have his toes, we have all kinds of parts. We have eyes. That is Solomon for you. Praise the Lord. Solomon is a human being and he has many parts. Praise God. Okay. So the Bible said the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. Praise God. So it is with the body of Christ. Alright? So he's giving you an analogy. When you read the book of Ephesians, where the Bible talks about the church, and we looked at that earlier, we said that the, amongst many descriptions the Bible gives to the church, the church is a mystery. Somebody said the church is a mystery. Now, for us to be able to appreciate the mystery of the church. If it's a mystery, it means you can't even explain it. 
But the Bible himself, God in his infinite wisdom, gives us images through which we can understand and be able to explain the church. And one of them is the fact that the church is a body. Praise God. Alright, so he says the body has many parts, but it is one body. If you meet a human being who is normal, there are some systems in his body that must all function. He must have a nervous system. He must have a digestive system. He must have what? What? Circulatory system. He must have what? Skeletal system. He must have what? Respiratory system. Reproductive system. All of those systems. Now listen. All those systems come out of organs. Praise God. The organs come together to make up systems. Systems, uh, organs are made up of tissues. Tissues are made up of cells. Praise the Lord. Now, in the same way, everything we see here is playing a vital function. And everything we see in this body is a part of a particular unit. Praise God. Every part is a particular unit. Praise God. Ask your neighbor, which unit do you belong? The Bible says, the human body has many parts, but the parts make one whole body. So, it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews. Look at that. Some are Gentiles. Some are slaves. Some are free. But we have all, somebody say we have all, been baptized into what? One body. By one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. Praise God. Now, so, the thing that binds us together is the spirit of God at work in all of us. He doesn't need to be, speak your language to be your brother. As long as he's born again and the spirit of Christ is in him, he's your brother. Praise God. And as you grow and you come to understand the mystery of this, you will see that he's a proper brother to you than even your biological brother. Praise the Lord. Yeah. It's a tough saying. And it's not not for babies to understand. When you grow in Christ, you come to understand that very easy. Praise God. Yeah. Have you been to a funeral where people talk about the fact that minubako, minubako, minubako. Minubako, minubako, minubako. Then it will turn to Yadi Namijao. Yadi Namijao. Yadi Namijao. Now, listen. In the natural, that's what happens. But in the supernatural, the moment this guy exits his body, he joins the company of the church. In fact, he joins the company of the church up there. The Bible says, of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. Praise God. If you were not a member of God's family on earth, you don't become a member in death. Praise God. Membership in God's family on the planet begins while you are alive. If you remember the story of the man who died and wanted exchange, was sending Lazarus left, right, center. You understand that. The moment you die, certain decisions cannot be made anymore. That's why your decision to serve God and to live for him must be made while you are alive. Praise God. All right, we're talking about the body still. 
The body is one. Somebody say the body is one. And we need to keep that in mind. The body is not many. The body is one. The body has many parts, but it is one body. Praise God. Yes, the body has many different parts. Not just one part. If the foot says, I am not part of the body because I am not a hand. Now follow that. The foot says, I am not part of the body because I am not the hand. I'm not important because I don't lead the choir. Just like you see, she was talking in the drama that they've never allowed her to lead a song. That's not what makes you a member of the body. Praise God. That's not. (laughs) That's not. He says, does that, does that, that, that does not make it any less a part of the body. Okay? Go to verse 15. If the foot says, no, verse 16. If the ear says, I am not part of the body because I'm not an eye, would that make it any less a part of the body? And if the whole body were an eye, now look at that. Because usually, the people who want to talk about the fact that I am this and I am that, they want concentration. They want attention. He's saying that if you came to church and everything in the church was only the pastor, it couldn't work. Praise God. If you came to church and all you saw was a choir, it couldn't work. If you came to church and all you saw were media people, it couldn't work. Praise God. Everybody has a special role. They play, but none is insignificant. This morning, my quest is to help you to see that you are valuable to God. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm valuable. I'm valuable. That's the role God has for you to play, and you need to understand, appreciate the value of it. Verse 18. But our bodies are many parts. He said, if the whole body were an eye, how will you hear? Imagine your body. I mean, how do you imagine a human being who is only an eye? An eye. (laughs) An eye. You'll be looking very wonderful. Then he says, (laughs) verse 18. He said, if the whole body were an ear, how will you smell anything? Praise the Lord. How will you smell anything? I just want to imagine a human being who has no nose and is just an ear. And here. Now look at verse 18. But our bodies are many parts, and God has put each part just where He wants it. I like that. God wants, sometimes you wish you had an eye behind you, particularly if you are training little children. You want to have many eyes so that you can see whatever is going on. Praise God. But the Bible says God designed you the way He's done, just the way He wants it. Now, it communicates a lot about acceptance. Praise God. One, you have to appreciate who, who God has made you in the body. And two, accept it. Somebody say accept it. Accept it. Yeah, accept who God, because you, 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 you have to challenge the wisdom of God to say that, Lord, I think my eyes, two are okay, but it should have been three. Yeah, at least two in front, one big one behind me. <laughs> Now look at this. How strange, uh, I like this. How strange a body would be if it had only one part. That's what I was telling you about. 
it will be very, very strange. Very strange. So the church cannot just be about one person. It cannot be about one thing. And we need to focus on that. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say, I'm just speaking all of these and then I'll run them in closure. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. Praise God. Turn to your neighbor and say, you need me. The head can say to the feet, I make all the decisions. I don't need you. Well, after you have made all the decisions and you want to carry them about, uh, roll the head on ground and carry it about. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. Praise God. He says, and the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So, we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen. Do you see your heart? Do you see your heart? Do you see your heart? Between your heart and your hand, which one is more important? But you don't see your heart. The same way we come to church and sometimes the people who run the show, we don't see them. But they are around. Praise God. They are vital and crucial to the life of the church. When you begin to see yourself that way, you are not looking to be in front. Praise God. You are not looking to be in front. You are not looking to be in front. You are looking to function so that the whole body will work. Praise God. Your whole body, your whole body will work. There are people who gave to uh, Billy Graham Nobody knows about them. If you read his biography, gave huge sums of money to Billy Graham Ministries. Nobody knows. Billy Graham never mentioned them once, but heaven knows them. Praise God. Heaven knows them and heaven rewards them. There's a, a certain sense of showmanship and strife and competition in the body of Christ today simply because we don't understand the body uh, principle of the church. Praise God. Look at verse number. He said, why the, the, the more honorable parts do not require the special care? So God has put the body together, said that extra honor and care are given to those parts that have less dignity. This makes for harmony, take note, makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. Praise God. Why must we care for each other? Because we need each other. Praise God. Yeah. The heart is invisible. But the hand cannot lift if the heart is dead. Praise God. Yeah. The head can make great decisions. But if the legs are immobilized, no action can ever be taken. Praise the Lord. Understand this concept about the church. This is Jesus. He's given us a, an understanding, a revelation of what the church is. So we will know what to expect. There are people who come to church... And they are expecting others to care for them instead of putting themselves in a position to care for others. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah. Where you mature, all of us need a sense of care. And people need to be there for us when we need them to be there for us. But your posture should be who can I be there for? Praise God. Rather than putting yourself in a perpetual position of who is. When you are young or you are a baby, you are always looking for me 
the attention should be on me. The care must be given to me. Everybody must wait. That's why babies cry a lot. Because they cry and sometimes, oh, if you have some kind of a baby I met recently, he can cry and change uh, the, the, the sound. There's a way they can change. And the moment they change, if you are a mother, whatever you do, you stop. Praise God. And there are people in church who are like that. When they get offended, everything must be suspended for them. Everything must be suspended. They will talk to everybody and everyone about it. Let everybody know that the church has done this against them. That brother Susa and so has done this against them. That sister Susa and so has done this against them. You know who you are? You are a baby. And it's time to grow up. Praise God. Grow up. Grow up. Let's look at that. This makes, he said, if one part suffers, look at this. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body. Now look at this. And each of you is a part of it. All of us together. Somebody say all of us together. So who forms Christ's body? All of us together. And each of us is a part of it. Everybody is an integral part of the body. You are a part of the body. I'm a part of the body. Praise God. Everybody is a part of the body. So if the body is not... When you understand this, when something is going wrong, you quickly step in and cover up. Because it's, a, it's about the body. It's about the body. You will never join in alliance to destroy the body because you know you're a part of it. Praise God. Yeah, it's about the body. It's about the body. People who stand out and, and they can be part of the church and it's very, very common, particularly among us as Africans. The thing that is keeping all of us alive when it comes to your personal interest, you, you will not mind destroying it just because you, 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 you want to get a certain thing out of it. So people work in certain places and they, they are destroying the boss of the place because they, want to, they, they, they feel that uh, they are not getting something that is due them. Praise God. And if the thing collapses, you don't know that all of us collapse together. That's what the body is. We are all part of it. Somebody say we are all part of it. So if something goes wrong, you are not waiting for Pastor Pay to come fix it. You fix it because you are part of it. Praise God. You are not waiting for uh, Brother Frank to come and attend to it. You fix it because you are part of it. Am I communicating here? That when you begin to have that ownership mentality, it changes everything. You are part of it. Please, you can take your seat. All of us, all of us together are Christ's body and each of us is a part of it. Now, let's look at the fact that one key thing as a body, what the body needs to function effectively is harmony and unity. Look at this. The Bible said the human body has many parts, but the many parts make one whole body. So it is for the body of Christ. Some of you are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit and we share the same spirit. Okay, look at Ephesians chapter 4, verse 3 to 6. Ephesians 4. Look at this. Make every effort. Somebody say, make every effort. Make every effort. To keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. Why must you keep yourselves together? Why must you be united? Then he begins to give us reasons. One, for there is what? 
Let's read it together. For there is what? And just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. Verse 5. There is one law, one baptism, one God and Father who is over all and in all and living through all. Somebody say there's one body. There's one body. There's one body. Look at Romans chapter 12 verse 4 to 6. There's one body. There is the universal church application of what I'm teaching and there's a local church application of what I'm teaching. But my focus is on the local church application. If I meet a group of people who are ready for the universal, I'll share it. When at the, univer- at the local level, you know how to behave yourself in the body, it will translate to the, local, the, the universal church. Praise God. If you meet anybody who makes his business to uh, seek to bring ministers down, bring pastors down, bring the church down, wherever they find themselves, in the local church where they are, that's the same attitude they have. Praise God. That's the same attitude they have. That's the same attitude they have. They, in their local church, it is their primary objective to talk about leadership, to undermine leadership, and to destroy the people together. Praise God. They say charity begins where? Yeah. Why you don't talk about your local church leaders? You won't talk about church, church leaders in the body of Christ. Romans, just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function. Somebody say each part has a special function. So it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given different gifts for doing certain things well. Somebody say certain things well. Okay, so he talks about those who are called to prophesy, blah, 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 there. I want to look at six important lessons that can be learned from the body as the church as a body. Number one, the church is one body with different parts. Somebody say the church is one body with different parts. Church is what? One body with different parts. It's one body. The church is one body. The church is one body with different parts. The church is one body with different parts. So the choir cannot be fighting the ushers. We are part of one body. Praise God. They must seek to complement each other, not to tear down one another. The church is one body. Number two, we are all connected to one another and have need for one another. Somebody say, you need me. me. I need you. you. Yeah, We all need one another. That's why we are together. You need me. With all the things you don't like about me, you still need me. With all the things I don't like about you, I still need you. Praise God. Yeah, we need each other. We need each other. That's what the Bible says. We need each other. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. So you have to understand that the reason why we are together as a body is because we need one another. Somebody say, we need one another. You can't have a body which is only made up of the eye only, neither body made up of the feet only. You need... To be described as a body, all the other parts must be in place. So, we need all. Somebody say, you need me. I also need you. Number three, the role of each part of the body is essential for the effective functioning of the whole body. Somebody say, the role of each part. Every part must do its work. Every part. That's why you must not be in church and not be involved with anything. To be in church is to be a part. Because see, when your part is not working, sooner or later, 
that will become a deceased area. Praise God. Yeah. When you keep your leg at one, in one position for a long time, what do you experience? You, you experience what? No, that one is too big. You begin to experience numbness. And there are some of us, our part of the body is experiencing numbness. Praise God. Yeah. The life in the body is not flowing through there. The role of each body is essential for the effective function of the whole body. Of the whole body. You will think that your, your toenails are not important. Remove them and see. <laughs> when they are not there, you, you have no idea the kind of gems that will find their way into some vital part of your body through that part of your body. Look at Ephesians chapter 4 verse 15 to 16. Instead we will speak. Somebody say, instead we will speak. We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. Now look at this. How will you grow in every way more and more like Christ? Who is the head of his body? The church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part. Somebody say, as each part. As each part does its own special works. It helps other parts to grow so that the whole body is healthy, growing and full of love. Praise God. Why is it that we don't have love in the church? And somebody can say we don't have love in the church. Yeah, because somebody is not doing his part. Praise God. It's because somebody is not doing his part. Somebody is not doing... Why is it that we are not growing the way we ought to grow? Somebody is not doing his part. Praise God. That's what, that's, this is not a theory. This is Bible. He said there is no love in the church. If a person says there is no love, he tells you there is no love, and you show him love, from that moment there is love. Am I communicating? Yeah, but he can tell you there is no love and you will hear him and you act like it doesn't matter. Praise God. Then what he's saying becomes true. There is no love. Because he's telling you there is no love because he doesn't see you as part of the church. And you are also hearing him and you are also going to continue the same mantra. There is no love because you don't see that if the person doesn't feel love, you have an opportunity to demonstrate love to the person. And when you do that, that should be seen as the church doing it. Am I communicating here? Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Just take your seat. After all, the person who came to tell you that he has this issue and you attended to him, if you are, he had not come to the church, you would not have met him. You will never have met him. I mean, people come to church and they, they are just full of ingratitude. Praise God. It's all because People are not growing. When you come and you meet somebody here and the person offers you, is the church doing it for you? Because the church created the platform for you to be here. Praise God. There are people here you will never have seen anywhere the rest of your life but for the church. Praise God. Praise God. He said he makes the body work perfectly as every part does its own work. Every part. Everybody must be involved some way. Everybody. When the eye is looking in the front, it can't tell what is happening on the back. Praise God. 
Number four, four, each part of the body is essential and must therefore be treated with honor. Each part of the body. Somebody say each part of the body. Each part of the body is essential. Some are insignificant. Some can be seen. Some are, some are visible. Some are not visible. But those which are visible, those which are not visible, every part is important. Somebody say every part is important. Yeah, every part is important. You can't go and use a washroom and act funny there because you think that uh, you, are, you are somebody or you, you are someone special. You are wrong. Praise God. Yeah. If the whole washroom area was a mess, we can't be enjoying good songs from the choir here. No matter how melodious your voices are, the things that are choking you in your nose will not allow you to enjoy the song. Praise God. That those we see, that those we don't see. But everybody is needed. Praise God. Each part. Look at what the Bible says. As it is, First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 20 to 23. As it is, there are many parts, yet one body, that I cannot say I have no need of you. Nor again to the hand. He said, on the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weakest are weaker are indispensable. Somebody say indispensable. Every part is important. That means that nothing, in no, no part is indispensable. Every part is essential. Somebody say, I'm essential. Amen. Yeah, you're essential. Every one of us is important. And I like this. Verse 6, each part is placed in the body as God deems fit. Each part is placed in the body. Somebody say, each part. Each part, each part is in the body as God deems fit. What the role you are playing in the church, that is what God has assigned you to do. And you must do it gladly. Not wishing to be something else. Praise God. Do it with a sense of contentment, accept a, a sense of gratitude for the privilege because the Bible says, you have planted us as he deems fit. As he deems what? In fact, the King, New King James says, as he said, but now God has set the members, each of them, in the body just as he pleased. Just as he what? Just as he pleased. Just as he pleased. Number six. Number six. Is it five or six? Six. Each part of a body is placed, each part is placed in the body as God deems fit. That's number five. Number six, the overall health of the body is dependent on the healthy working of each part of the body. Somebody say the overall working. The overall health of the body is dependent on the healthy working of each part of the body. Praise God. So if you come to church and something is not working well, you have to find out which part is not working well. And that's how ministries are born in the church. Sometimes the things we are most troubled about in church. Sometimes they are an indication of the callings God has given us in the body. Praise God. Yeah. He says, the overall, somebody say the overall. The overall, the overall health of the body is dependent on the healthy working of each part of the body. You see, as you are now, if one part of your body is not well, your whole body will not be well Praise God. Yeah. If you have a toe infection now, it's your toe. <laughs> but it will affect your whole body will become sick. 
That's what the Bible is saying. He says, if one part is not working, that's why every part of the body, we must, whatever role we are playing, we must make sure that it is working and working well. Somebody say, working and working well. Yeah. You can't do your own shabli because if your own is not working well, it affects the whole body. Praise God. It affects the whole body. It affects the whole body. If you are a, a, a musician and we are coming for rehearsal, you will not come. Your perform, the performance of the choir during the day or on the day of ministration will be affected by your own negligence. Praise God. Every part is affected by the healthy state of the other part. Three core functions we must fulfill as members of the body of Christ. Three core functions. Three core functions. Number one, as a member of the body of Christ, as a member of the church, what must you seek to do? Three things. Number one, you must seek to promote the unity of the body. Somebody say the unity of the body. Say the unity of the body. Yeah. You are a part of the body and the body is not only your service unit. The body is the whole church. Somebody said the body is the whole church. It's not just, it's not just about you. Just about you. And we, and we, and we. No, your own role is important, but keep the body in perspective. There are times where people will rise up in defense and their whole department will be in rebellion against the whole body. Because somebody is looking at one area only. Praise the Lord. Look at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 25. Which our presentable parts do not require. But God, somebody say, but God. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. Then he says, that there may be no division. Take note. There may be what? There may be no division in the body. There may be, the reason why God has given us different parts is not so that this part will say, I'm more important, but we will learn to work together. The reason why God has designed that someone is the eye, someone is a leg, someone is a hand, is because he wants to make us all dependent on one another. So that when you divide yourself, you stand alone, you fail. Am I complicating here? There's no division in the body. There's no division in the body. That's why the body has many parts. That's why the body has many special, so there will be no division in the body. Because nobody can stand perfectly alone. All of us stand when all the other parts are standing. Somebody say an amen. amen. Look at Jesus' prayer. This was unity of the body was a passionate prayer of Christ. He said, my prayer is not for them alone. This is John 17, 20 to 23. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message. Look at this. That all of them may be one. Somebody say, all may be one. one. Just, now listen. Just as you and you are in me and I I am in you, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Praise God. One of the things that gives a very bad witness about the church to the world is this unity. When you have a pastor stand on radio, and his business is lambasting other pastors. When you have a man of God go on Facebook and write statements about another ministry in such a degrading manner, what we are doing is that we are undermining our own selves. Praise God. In the same way, when we begin to do that against one another in the body, we bring ourselves down. He said, they may all be one. 
Unity, unity, unity. So why read the epistles? I mean, matters of unity were matters of great concern. Matters of unity. Spiritual maturity is always associated with unity. You see, we are not all the same. There are Jews and there are slaves and there are Greeks. But we are all one people. One faith. And that must always guide us. That's what Jesus was praying for them. He said, I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me. So that they may be brought to complete unity. Somebody say complete unity. The world will know that you sent me and have loved me even as you have loved them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Look at Ephesians chapter 4. Let's look at how powerful this is. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. When we understand that the reason why we exist is to maintain the unity of the body, we'll be very careful. There are some statements when you are a part of a church you make because you know that it can undermine the unity of a church. Praise God. Yeah. You can't speak bad about always in the church because that can undermine the unity of a church. You can't speak ill about people who have not got your level of education in the church because it can undermine the unity of a church. Praise the Lord. Yeah. He said, as a prisoner of the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. What kind of life is it? Verse 2, he says, be completely humble. Okay? Gentle, patient, bury one another in love. Verse 3, he said, make every effort. Somebody say, make every effort. To keep what? The unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Have you seen that any time there is division, there is no peace? Any time there is division, there is no peace. The unity of the spirit is kept through the bond of peace. That's what the Bible says. As much as a light in us, we should live in peace with all men. Look at verse number 4. He said, this is why we must maintain unity because there is only one body. Somebody say one body. Yeah, we can destroy. That's all we have. That's one body. We must make every effort to maintain unity because there's one body and there's one spirit. If that spirit is in you, that's why it is you cannot have the spirit of Christ and walk in disharmony. Praise God. I'm trying to do this to protect. No. Any act of yours that brings disharmony and division and confusion cannot be the spirit of Christ. Praise God. For God has not given us a spirit of confusion, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Praise God. He's not the author of confusion. Just as you were called with one hope, he said, one God, one Father over all. And look at uh, Paul, who's speaking here. Romans chapter 16, verse 17 to 18. Romans 16. He said, now I make one more appeal. Somebody say appeal. appeal. <laughs> I make one more appeal. My dear brothers and sisters, watch out for those who cause divisions. Somebody say, watch out for them. Yeah. When you come to church, when somebody walks to you and he tells you things that will harbor, make you harbor ill feelings about another person, watch out for that person. The person is not here to promote the cause of Christ. Praise God. He comes to you and he wants to support Pastor James to you. Watch out for him. Praise God. He comes to you and you see, I'm not saying that people may not come to you too, but the spirit with which they are communicating. Praise God. They come to tell you things they have never told him. He says, watch out for those who cause divisions and upset people's faith by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught. Stay away from them. There are people who after service would want to engage you in a discussion about what I taught. The Bible says stay away from such a person. 
Praise God. Yeah. 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 You know, this, this thing about Titan that pastor is talking about, do you think that is the way it ought to go? Yeah. Yeah. Last time I read a post, uh, a Facebook post, and I think the analysis there was very, very logical than the way pastor, you know, he couldn't connect the scriptures very well. But, you see. The Bible said, watch out for them. That's what the Bible is saying. Watch out for them. He said, contrary to the things you have been taught, stay away from them. Don't go to their place and say, we are holding a birthday party there. Stay away from them. Look at verse 18. He said, such people are not serving Christ. You know why he says you should stay away from them? Such people are not serving Christ. They are serving their own personal interests. There's an agenda they have. They have an agenda. And their agenda is to draw a following after them. They, by smooth talk and glowing words, they deceive innocent people. Praise God. Praise God. There are people who have left places God planted them because they listened to people who were just seeking to draw them away. Praise God. You have to be mature. That's what the Bible said. That you grow up, that you are not tossed to and fro by every wind. Every wind. Every wind. Somebody say, promote unity. unity. Anything that can bring this unity, avoid it. Gossips, it brings this unity, avoid it. Praise God. Yeah, gossips bring anything you can't tell a person to his face, don't tell it behind him. It's wrong. Praise God. Yeah. Yeah, it's wrong. Keep it in your head. Don't share it with anybody. Praise God. Number two, practice mutual care among the various parts. Number one is promote unity. Two is practice mutual care. Mutual care. Be there for one another. Praise God. Something is of concern to somebody comes up. Show love. Be there. Praise God. When we set up the families and a member in your family has an issue and we say we are visiting the person, be there. Don't make yourself busy for nothing. You are busy for everything natural except spiritual matters. This is a family member you will spend eternity with him. And something is of concern about his life. And you are pretending and acting like you you don't even know it. Praise God. Praise the Lord. That's, That's what we are called to do. He says, which of you, he said, that there be no division, but the members may have the same care one for another. Somebody say the same care. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 25. The same care one for another, one for another, one for another. Now, several times in scripture, there are many instructions we are are called to do one for another. Praise God. And there are several things that are not supposed to be done one against another. Look at this. Galatians chapter 6, verse 2. He said, bear you one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ. Somebody say, bear you one another's burden. When you see that somebody is challenged in an area, you can help. Don't direct them to church office. Help them. Praise God. After you have helped them, you can inform church office. Then they can top it up. Praise God. Praise God. Of course, I also need to uh, correct that there are people who need to be verified before you help them. Because there are people who have a certain attitude also. Praise God. Yeah. There are some people, they are collecting from you, they are collecting from him, they are collecting from They do nothing. 
Praise God. Yeah. Lazy people like that, they were in the church in Thessalonica. <laughs> they were working disorderly, not working at all. And their mantra was that Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. And he has not come. <laughs> Somebody say, bear you one another's burden. And so fulfill the law of Christ. Yeah. There are many of us who think we love God. But we are not there for one another when we need to be there for one another. Bear ye one another's burden. When you bear one another's burden, the Bible says, by so doing, you are fulfilling the law of Christ. What's the law of Christ? The law of love. Praise God. And then number three. As a member of the body, promote the unity of the body. Practice mutual care among the various parts of the body and participate in every activity of the body. Praise God. Participate in every activity of what? Yeah. Some of you have still not registered for the camp. Yeah. Yeah. You are not, you've not registered for the camp because you are not part of the body. You are not part of the body. You are not part of the body. We are doing a lot of restructuring and when we are done, if you are not part of the body, we will treat you like someone who is not part of the body. Praise God. Yeah. We would really treat you like somebody who is not part of the body. Because the Bible tells us how we ought to treat those who are in the body and those who are outside the body. Praise God. He said, if one member suffers, look at what he says. If one member suffers, all the members suffer. And if one, mem- one member is honored, all members rejoice with him. Participate. Whatever we are doing, be involved. What we are giving, there are some people that don't give some. They are just in the church. They are just in the church. They come to receive and go. They come to receive and go. If everybody came to receive and went, how would the church be run? Praise God. Now imagine that you have your, your circulatory system decides that it's not going to participate in the activity of the body. Just imagine. That's what the Bible is saying. If your, your, your excretory system says it's not, it's not going to participate. <laughs> so one month, your excretory system is not participating. One whole month. You will die in, in a matter of days and seconds. Praise God. Yeah. Your reproductive system, they are not going to. Praise the Lord. Yeah. That's what the Bible is saying. He says, participate in the activity. So the Bible talks about be devoted to one another in love. Some of you, you are more committed to your friends outside the church than people in the church. Yeah, you are more committed. That's not Christianity. That is loving the world. That is what? You love the world. That's what you are. You love the world. You have problems with everybody in the church. That's why you don't have a close friend here. You have problem with everybody in the church, but your old school guy, who is not born again, he has three or four girlfriends. You are still close to him. You trust him more than you trust people in the church. You see, you are not. You are, your mind, your whole mind needs a reorientation. Praise God. Your whole mind. Romans chapter twelve verse ten. He said, "Be devoted to one another." Above yourself, honor one another. Above yourself, be devoted to one another. Be devoted one to another. Give me uh, the book of Galatians chapter 5. Let me close with this. Praise God. Close with this. You see, the bond between us as believers is stronger than the bond between your natural bloodline. 
Praise God. Yeah. The bond, the bond is stronger than the one between your natural bloodline. Galatians chapter 6. Verse, um, verse 9. 6, verse 9, please. Give me the New Living Translation. Verse 10. Therefore, whenever we have opportunity, we should do good to everyone. Somebody say everyone. everyone. Especially to those where? Especially to those where? So where does your doing good start from? Where does it start from? Where does it start from? Talk to me from your biological family. It starts from the church. It starts from the church. That's where it starts from. Praise God. That's where it starts from. That's where it starts from. That's how a Christian lives. Praise God. There's a difference between a Christian and somebody who is not a Christian. And it's not known in their talk. It's known by how they conduct themselves. It's known by how they live their lives. Praise God. No matter who you are, if, if you are my brother and you don't love Christ, if I have something good to give, I'll give it to the one who loves Christ because that is my brother for eternity. Praise the Lord. That's my brother for eternity. If I give you anything, I'm giving it to you so that maybe I will bait you to come into Christ. But no, 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 no. I'm a wise investor. I'm not communicating here. You have to understand Christianity. A lot of us have uh, worked. We've been in church, but we've not been exposed to the word of God. And even when we are exposed to the word of God, our traditions still, we hold on strong to it. We hold on strong to our traditions. This is the word of God. And I pray that God will give you understanding. Amen. Open your mouth and speak to God today. Say, I'm a, I'm a member of the body. I'm a member of the body. My role is important. Say, my role is important. I promote the unity of the body. I practice mutual care. I participate. In every activity of the body. I participate. In every activity of the body. That is a true member of the body of Christ. When you are a true member of the body of Christ. You participate. In the activities of the body. If you are attending a camp you are there. Praise God. We are going for soul winning. You are there. We are doing a family system. You are there. Whatever we are doing you are part. You don't just say. As for me. I don't like this uh, Saturday, Saturday meeting. You are not serious. Praise God. You don't understand what it means to be part of you. Let your heart tell you, I don't like beating, beating every 24, every 33 seconds. Yeah. Let your leg tell you, I don't like walking about. And let's see whether you walk. Praise God. Genuine members of the body participate. Praise God. It is not... Nobody is called to be ideal in the body. Everybody has a role. And when we all play our role, the body becomes strong. And it's sometimes even sad that those who don't play any role in the body, they are the people who sit down and criticize others who are playing roles. They give commentary about how best things could be done when they are doing nothing. Praise God. 
Some of you must repent as I'm speaking now. Repent is to change your mind. And changing your mind means you are signing up to do something in the church. Praise God. Praise God. A lot of young men here, I see here, you do nothing in church. When I was young like you, when I was young like you, there was nothing I was not doing in church. I see a lot of young men, and you are looking for, they are looking for visas to travel abroad. You are wasting your destiny. Praise God. Because if you are not in Christ, anywhere is a hard ground. Am I communicating here? Anywhere is, you can be abroad, but where you are not in Christ, crisis will follow you. Praise God. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Young man. The Bible said, rejoice. Uh, 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 remember your creator in the days of your youth. This is the best time. This is the best time. You don't have a job. How many souls are you winning for the Lord? Make soul winning your job. God will bring you a job. Praise God. Lift up your hands and begin to talk to God. It's a month of the church. 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 We are talking about the church. That's what we are talking about. The church. We are not talking about your business growth. We are talking about the church. We are talking about the kingdom. (laughs) And when you become obsessed with the kingdom, God takes care. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, in the name of Jesus, we repent today of our selfishness and we take our position to be involved in the house. Now we know our role in your house. Ours is to preserve and promote the unity of your church. Ours is to practice mutual care. And this we commit to do. Ours, Lord, is to is to participate in every aspect, every activity of the body. And this we commit to do it. Thank you for grace that is released to help us do so. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Pastor Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. Share your testimonies with us on 020-422-5790 or email us at embassyoflifechapel at gmail.com. Get interactive with Pastor Afuakwa on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For more information, visit our website at www.embassyoflife.org. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our service at our headquarter church from 8.30 a.m. to 11 a.m. for our good news service. 
and on Wednesdays for our discovery service from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Our church auditorium is located on the top floor of Nanama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santata Runabout, Kumasi, Ghana. Alternatively, you can join us online for our services on Embassy of Life Chapel Facebook or YouTube pages. God richly bless you. <laughs>